I want to welcome you to our third day of looking at Matthew chapter 14. We've been walking through these lessons of faith from the feeding of the 5,000. Lesson one, don't measure a problem or challenge according to your own abilities. Lesson two, little in the hands of Jesus becomes much. And then today, lesson three, every encounter with a problem or a challenge can bring an increase. Every encounter that you and I have with a problem or a challenge can bring an increase in your life. Look at what happened. In the last half of verse 20, down through verse 21, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides the women and children. Now, 5,000 just men. That means in the feeding of the 5,000, wherever there's 5,000 men, there's probably 5,000 women, more children. It's 15, 20,000 that were fed that day. And they were all fed. The 12 disciples fed all of these people, and they picked it up, and they had 12 basketfuls of bread left over. Do you think Jesus was trying to teach them something? Not only did they feed everyone, but they're each left holding a full basket. It reminds you of what Jesus taught in Luke 6, 38. Give and you will receive. You will be given much, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will spill into your lap. The way that you give to others is the way that God will give to you. Simple lesson here. If you want God to give to you, you give to others. And then guess what happens? Just like these disciples, God gives more to you. But because of that, then you have more to give to others. When you start to live life this way, God gives to me, so I give to others. That's what we ended yesterday talking about. When you start to live life this way, instead of a consumer of the goodness of God, you become a conduit of the goodness of God. You're not just taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. You're taking it and sharing it, taking it and sharing it. And when you do that, Jesus' teaching here is that it brings an increase in your life. They were left with the basketfuls. It's that old phrase, you cannot outgive God. You give money to God, he returns to you in ways that you don't understand, that you can't always understand. He gives increase in your life. Now, some people think, well, it always has to be money for money or ministry for ministry. God is a lot more wonderful than that. Where does the increase come? How does the increase come first? And what is the increase that comes? Well, first, how does the increase come in my life when I give? The increase comes when Jesus gets involved. This principle doesn't work just by me giving as a human being. No, it's when Jesus gets involved. That's when the miracle happens. So I'm not just doing it in my name. I'm doing it in Jesus' name. I'm not just doing it so people will be impressed with me. I'm doing it because I'm impressed with God. That's when the increase comes in my life. And what's the increase? Some people act like it's always got to be material, and sometimes it is. God blesses us that way sometimes. But Paul said, I've learned to live with very great material riches and with humble means. God blesses me in both situations. So it's not just material. Sometimes it's something greater, deeper relationships, stronger faith, greater confidence, real hope. When you serve him, when you serve him by serving others, something happens in your life. There's an increase that happens in your life. Every problem that you face in your life, there is the potential for an increase through that problem. When you face a struggle, a difficulty in your life with faith, God increases your faith. He increases your strength of faith in your life. When you feel a loss of hope in your life and you decide to put your trust and hope in him, you actually have, on the other side of that, an increase of hope. Now, there's a, there's a material, a very physical example of this in the building of muscle. 
if you want to increase your muscle, you go and you lift weights. But if you study what's happening, actually your muscle is broken down when you're lifting the weights so that it can grow back stronger, so it can be built stronger. And God works in our lives in this way spiritually. He allows problems, struggles, difficulties in our lives so that as we trust him through that, increase comes into our lives. Now, as you and I look at this wonderful miracle of Jesus, I want to make sure we get the lesson of this feeding of the 5,000. In fact, in every miracle. Because in every miracle that you see, there are two, always two truths to act on. How Jesus works and who Jesus is. And we've been focusing mostly this week on the feeding of the 5,000 in how Jesus works and what you and I can learn from that. And we've learned, we've been reminded that our ways are not God's ways. He brings increase in ways that we would not expect. He allows the impossible situation to be happening in our lives so they can do things above our understanding or above our expectation. Our ways aren't God's ways. And knowing how he works, and this miracle of the feeding 5,000 reveals how God works, it helps us to see what he's doing. Sometimes you feel like, I'm afraid of water, but God keeps pushing me into the water. What's going on here? Well, don't be surprised that God is working in ways that help you to learn to swim, that help you to learn to have greater faith. So we've focused much of this week on how Jesus works, but don't forget that in every miracle, there is also the example of who Jesus is. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life, and he feeds 5,000. He says, I'm the light of the world, and a blind man sees. He says, I am the resurrection and the life, and he raises Lazarus from the dead. So in this miracle, you not only see the practicality of how Jesus works, but you also see the reality of who Jesus is. And without the second one, the first is meaningless. Just understanding the principles of how God works in this world is not enough to have the power to do what God called us to do. I gotta have the power of who Jesus is. I gotta have that in my life today and every day of my life. I need the bread of life in my life if I'm going to be able to face those impossible circumstances where I feel like I don't have enough bread. I need the light of the world in my life in the dark moments of life. I need the life of Jesus every day of my life. So as we come to the end of this look at the feeding of the 5,000, I want to focus for a few minutes with you on how you can first accept the way that Jesus works and then accept the person who Jesus is. When you look at your own life, there are areas of your life where you need to realize I've been measuring my life by my own abilities and not by God's ability. So how can I move to a place of faith from this place of comfort to a place where I'm trusting and what only he can do? We talked about saying, I need help. I trust you. Do that now. The second principle we looked at about how God's works is this principle of the truth that little in the hands of Jesus becomes much. And I know as we've been walking through this, you may be one of those people who all you can see is the little you have. Don't get focused on that. Focused on taking whatever you have and giving it to Jesus. It's not really up to you to evaluate whether it's a little or a lot. A woman who had only two coins and gave them to God, she, her gift is, in my mind, the most honored offering that has ever been given. So just because you think it's little doesn't mean it is. You just take what God has given into your hands and you give it to him. Stop the evaluation game of whether you have more or less than others. And then realize that with every problem, with every struggle, as you trust God, there's the opportunity for increase. There's the opportunity for growth in your life. There's the opportunity for greater faith, greater hope, greater love. 
So you trust God for how he works, but in doing that, you trust Jesus for who he is. He is the life that I need. He is the strength that I need. I don't do it on my own. I trust in him. Let's do that right now in prayer. Right now, Jesus, in prayer, we want to trust you for how you work in our lives. We're not trusting principles. We're not trusting business items on a list or task things that we check off. We're trusting you. You are the one who can do the impossible. You are the one who takes our little and makes it much. You're the one who brings increase even through the troubles and struggles of life. And so, Lord, in this moment, we make this personal. We trust in you to work in this impossible circumstance that we're facing. We trust in you to do this impossible thing that's on our minds. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow we move from miracle to miracle. We're going to look at how do you live a walk-on-water life.